more about nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, there comes a time in a man's life where he realizes the words of the great American poet Gucci Mane, a man without sauce is lost. But a man who's lost in the sauce is truly lost, is the truest and greatest philosophical theory of all time. Failure? No, theory. Okay. Because a whole bunch of dudes were lost in the sauce this weekend. Because <laughs> it was coming off Valentine's Day week. Mm. And a whole bunch of dudes and made it, dudes and dudettes were lost in the sauce. Can't forget about the ladies out there. Yeah. Guys. And some of y'all, some of y'all need to calm down. It is not that dry out here. I'm just... The thirst levels are a little too high for what y'all doing. It's only February. Stop it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. All I'm saying <laughs> is candy as of right now is half price. Everyone's getting ready for Easter. Oh, yeah, fam. Uh, listen, so double up, on, double up on the big bags. The thing is, it's like, if you're smart, sure, you can do whatever you want on Valentine's Day. I'm not telling you how to live your life. If you're smart, <laughs> be like, hey... What if we don't celebrate on Valentine's Day? What if we wait till the day after? Literally everything is half price. Literally everything. Edible arrangements, I think they pretty much double yep. on stuff for Valentine's according Day. To, according to our guy, which <laughs> we will not be named, <laughs> they were tripping. Yeah, he's, he's like, dog. He's like, literally, any other day of the year, it's fine. But this week, it's like, why? Um, but hey, more power to you if you want to shell out that money. I'm more of a person that I like saving where I can, and by where I can, it's mean if I really don't want to buy something. I'm not going to buy you nothing. It's not going to be over than uh, a certain threshold. That threshold, depending on who you are, maybe $5. Maybe $5. Oh, man. It's another week. It's another episode of Even More About Nothing. I'm one of your humble and gracious host. I go by the name of Mookie833 on Twitter. Um, and my I- name is Matthew, sipping on cocoa on this Fairly warm uh, February evening. Compared to what it was three days ago when we had five degree weather, mm-hmm. yeah, this, is, this feels like Florida. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like Acapulco. It's that warm. Uh, my guy Phil, mm-hmm. the groundhog, said we're going to get an early spring. Yes, sir. Shout out to that boy. <laughs> Shout out to him and everyone in Philadelphia. Not because you do anything, but because... Because you're out in Philly. Yeah. Shout out to... Like, Philly's winning right now. My boy Meek Mill is on it. Absolute, just crushing it. Is Philly really winning though? Is Philly doing okay? Uh, outside of Will Smith and Meek Mill uh, and Kevin Hart, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. But uh, thanks to all of you who voted and all of y'all that didn't vote, your voice matters. So you should have gone out there, gone to those polls, and voted for the Preachers versus Sneakers poll. Dang! All I'm saying is that might just have been how last election went. <laughs> So, if this, if this is any indication of how the following election is going to go, stop it. Y'all need to go out there and vote. Go. Get ready to vote. Primaries are coming up. Yep. Your voice matters. Very okay. much so. Just, I, don't care if you, so. I don't care if you vote for the Banana Boat Boys. No, Just actually, vote. No, 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 no. Your vote matters. And because of that, don't be stupid about it. You can write in. If you don't like any particular candidate, still go ahead and write in. Write in someone who's really... Just don't be like people <coughs> that where it's like, what, 60,000 60, people, people voted, voted for, for Harambe yeah, don't in do the that. last election? Don't do that. I That's need 60,000 addresses because I will pull up. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Your voice, your voice matters. Your vote matters. You matter. So go vote for the things that matter to you. I don't care what you vote for, who you vote for. Just go out there. Vote to change the name of your national park to... Uh, I don't know. The Ron Swanson Fund. Whatever whatever matters the to Ron you. The Ron Swanson National Park. Let's do that. Go vote. Facts. Do that. Um, and in the spirit of voting, we want to announce the results of the poll that we ran. Gang, gang. Team Sneakers, which was... My team. For If we had to choose a starting five for the All-Star game. And if you guys don't remember, I went with Rich Homie Barry, which he was there at the All-Star weekend. He's still there right now. Yeah, because the game's happening uh, or about to happen or whatever. Uh, but Barack Obama, Terrence Howard, which even with me incorrectly picking the wrong Terrence, I'm still not mad at it. Uh, Rachel Demita, 2 Chains, and Justin Bieber. Versus Team Preachers, 
which was my team, of actual basketball players, people who've actually played basketball on a D1 level and up and got snuffed by the voting population, Carl uh, Lance, Tyson Chandler, an actual NBA player, Mike Todd, Kanye West. And I don't Steve. know why you emphasize Kanye like Kanye is about to do something. All I'm saying Kanye is, can ball. He's from Chicago. Just because he's from Chicago. Name seven people from Chicago that you know that can't play basketball. Apparently Taylor Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that answer. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> oh, man. I was not ready for that. I was not. I was not ready for that. I was. You know what? I'm. I can't even. I, there's nothing I can say or do to refuteate that. So you got that. You got that. And uh, Stephen Furtick, um, I we we lost resoundingly for a, a total of nine votes. Uh, team Sneakers won with 78 percent of the votes. Um, so it means me and one other. <laughs> Me and my two followers always liking my tweets. <laughs> dancing in the club. So me and me, me and one other person voted for Team Preachers. Um, so Team Sneakers takes this round. Um, shout out to everyone who voted. We thank you. We appreciate you. We we'll need to do more stuff like this. We need to do more stuff like this. Thank you guys for interacting with us. Thank you for hanging with us. We love when you guys interact with us. And we want to interact with you guys more. So be on the lookout for more fun stuff like that coming from us throughout the rest of the year. You know, you know who else doesn't want to interact with other people? Who? Everyone that went to go see Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh man, it just keeps. It was. It just DC is just just having well, not a great time. So so first there, there, so if first was Harley Quinn or uh so so there was Suicide Squad Suicide Squad and then there's uh. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, yeah, which is the actual title of it, but they change it to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey for box office reasons, so people can search it, <laughs> and for whatever people just run with Birds of Prey now. Yeah, we not neither of us have seen it. Nope. Just to, for clarification, but in the U.S. alone, it got a box office weekend of seventeen million, which is not even like. A fifth of their budget production, essentially. Yeah, so it is the lowest performing DC movie. Yeah, on opening weekend. On opening weekend. Like, never. Ever. <laughs> Not just like, of all time. Yes. Of all time. But the thing is, it's like... It's it, it got good reviews, though. Yeah, so... Got decent critic, reviews. Let me like, not say good. Critically. Critics went in there, gave it uh, decent reviews, and so... Um, now, also keep in mind with stuff like Metacritic or like Rotten Tomato, a lot of times it's just the aggregate of people saying, is this a good movie or not? Um, not necessarily of like, this is like if you're on, if you're trying to do a test, if you miss certain questions, it's more of just like out of 50 people, 80 percent of these people agree that it's a good movie yep. kind of thing. But in terms of like the audience, if you're crowdsourcing reviews from the audience, not good. well, it. Not necessarily. Like, a lot of people that have gone to see it uh, are just like, hey, it's a really good movie. Um, I don't know why people are not going to go see it uh, or whatever like that. Then you have, like, the full... the full. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this. The full case of pistachios where it's just, like, men just hate to see it. <laughs> and I'm just like... One, terrible marketing for it, considering we didn't really get a trailer for it until, like, two weeks out. Yeah, it was just not, like, they didn't do any favors with the marketing. And, and the thing's, like, they built it up too much, like, uh, Suicide Squad, which not didn't. a lot of people like Suicide Squad. Yeah, so, that, so was, that, that, was already, probably a, that was probably a failure on their part. So it already creates a mental block for most people to go see it. And then we, we had talked about, like, there, there's this weird contention with Harley Quinn across all the DC channels. And they're trying to figure out what to do with her. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I think this is just part of the process. Yeah. Um, especially trying to... Especially because she was one of the shining stars in Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. She was one of the few bright spots, which is why I think they picked her mm -hmm. to do Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. And then they 
did the exact opposite of what they should have done. They should have done everything humanly possible to distance this as far as possible from Suicide Squad. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. And they made it R? It's rated R. And a couple of people that I saw that are watching it, it's like... It didn't uh, need there, to be there, rated there's, R. There's no reason for it to be rated R. And uh, I think they, because of that, it kind of limited how the storytelling went for what it sounds like. Um, again, this is like not my words, it's just kind of observation through a lot of reviews. Because um, it's it's almost like a... I don't even know what movie I'm trying to think of, but essentially because they're putting this barrier of it being R, and then they're almost... It, it's almost like it's being forced. Mm-hmm. Yes, Harley Quinn's always been more on the vulgar side of being a character, um, but she's not a Deadpool. 100% not. She's not. So there's no reason for this to happen. And um, I think for some of the... And the thing is, like, a lot of the people that liked Harley Quinn or were like Harley Quinn for Halloween are people that are under the age of 17. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. I mean, listen, the market dictates who your fans are. Um, so there are a lot of preteen, teeny boppers that are fans of Harley Quinn for whatever reason. Um... I don't think those people are reading the comics very well, and the few that who are the few who are reading the comics and are still under that character, and they're still underage, it's just a tough break because their parents probably are like, if it's an R-rated movie with that character, I probably don't want you to go see it. Yeah. So that probably played against them. Mm-hmm. Again, a character like Deadpool plays right into who he is as a character, right. plays right into his hand. It works for Deadpool. Yeah. Someone tried. Someone on Twitter tried using like the explain Deadpool. Like Deadpool's a different case altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Deadpool's literally a different human, like a different being altogether. Yeah. Breaks the fourth wall, does all sort of silly. The, the, the silliness of Deadpool plays into the, the R rating. Mm-hmm. The seriousness of Harley Quinn, like the craziness, yeah. I think is what they were trying to go for. Oh, she's, she's a clinically insane human right. that has this other personality. I think that's where they were trying to go. Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak to it. It's just uh, this is one of those uh, swing and a miss. This one's like they didn't even go down swinging; they just stood there. And yeah. <laughs> I just like, wa- and and that's not talking about the actual whether the film is good or not because we haven't seen it. But we're talking in terms of like numbers at this point. Yeah. Because if I don't even know what the official num- the production value was that they had or the budget, um, but when you're clocking in at literally the lowest of the totem poles for opening weekends for any of the DC movies, and there have been some bad DC movies. Oh, yes. Uh, then that, that just doesn't bode well. That That is almost signaling of an end of trying to bring a character to life on the big screen. Yeah, that's that's it's dead before it even... Holy cow. Did you find its uh, budget cost? Uh-huh. What was it? $97.1 million. Ooh. Hee-hee. <laughs> But though I did heard it, uh, it really took off in the international markets. Harley Quinn? Yeah. I mean, it seems like something that would play well in the Chinese markets. Yeah. And again, the only reason I'm saying that is because movies that have done abominably this side of town. It's it's always like the inverse. The over, inverse, yeah. yeah. Um, the few cases where it's not are kind of like a... Avengers Endgame. Yeah, Avengers Endgame like, does yeah, universal. Yeah, yeah. But like movies like Pacific Rim that... Did maybe like a hundred million stateside. Mm-hmm. Did like six hundred million in China. Mm-hmm. It's the largest market in the world for movies, and they play into those movies. So um, we'll have to see what happened. Um, yeah, if you've if you've actually watched oh, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, let us know. Tweet at us at You Man Podcast because we're genuinely. I don't know if I'm gonna go to theaters to watch it. That will um, not. But it's one of those things like if it's on Netflix or something like that, if I can stomach it, and by stomach it, like if I can get past 15 minutes of it without being absolutely bored or just like I have no regard for this, then we'll see. But if you watched it, made the effort to go and support it, kudos to you and let us know what you thought of it. So as of this point, because we want to be fair, so far it has made $33 million domestically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is supposedly cost ninety seven point five million to make, but they are projected to do over two hundred million worldwide. Okay, so there's, it's not great. It's not great, but, but they're 
they're not losing money on it. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to make a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So they're not going to make that much money off of it. Um, I think when it's all said and done, they probably some, like, after cost of getting it international and all the profit sharing, they probably break even. But you know who did win the weekend? Who? Sonic. Yeah. So with everything that's gone on with Sonic, from the initial terrible trailer and the character designs to the artist coming out saying, hey, we're going back to the drawing board. We're pushing back a couple months. uh, And then we'll see. It finally came out. And it actually did pretty well. I think it said it's the best opening weekend for a debut for a video game movie. And it roared to number one at the box office. Yes. So I believe, um, I don't know if you had that uh, list pulled up with Sonic on it, but from the latest reports that I saw around this, it's within the same article of when they did Harley Quinn. So probably about like Saturday morning when it would have come out. Uh, It had done about like 56 mil. It is currently up to $68 million. Okay, $68 million. And to pretty good reviews at that, too. Um, yeah, it's actually being reviewed favorably for both um, domestic and... Like, domestic critics and domestic fans. Uh, and it's... With all the worry of the artwork, the story, although I feel like some people are saying it's pretty simplistic, it's still... Uh, family fun and Jim Carrey really is a standout um, as Eggman which I think was always going to be key to having a good story because I feel like you can always get an atypical Sonic mm-hmm. like he, he's for more or less Sonic is always the same you just get someone who's a bit more uh, carefree always there just to have fun and he's always super fast um, but having a good Eggman is always what's going to elevate your movie or your show or whatever you're doing with that 100% so, that's, that's that's what just like sometimes it's the characters surrounding the main character mm-hmm. that make the movie um, as we always say on the podcast um, there is no Batman without the Joker mm-hmm. like obviously there's plenty of other villains that make the Batman other than the Joker but right. Batman and Joker man those two are hand in hand yeah two, two sides of the same coin for sure essentially um, but Did we, you... we have not seen Sonic yet? No, we have not. Uh, we will be going this coming weekend. Yes, we or are. Or not this coming week. Sometime this week. We're gonna sometime do, before the next pod. Yeah. I was, so I'll be able to give like an actual good review based off of that. Um, and then you also are going to go see another movie. That's in two weeks. Though. In two weeks. Yeah. Because actually, no. We'll talk. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Cool. Um, but you mentioned Batman. Yes, it did. Because something interesting happened this week. Yeah. So they released. Uh, Set pictures. And not even like a set picture. Well, so was, there were some set pictures that came out, but then they also like they the did director. the first reveal of the costume. A very, very loose, loosely used reveal. <laughs> it's like they showed the chest plate, uh, then they showed part of the cowl, and that was it. Fam. And I know a lot of people gave me slack for this, but that first picture of Patterson's face, Pattinson's face. Well, we don't even know if that's Pattinson or if it's someone that's modeling it. Yeah. Whoever is in that mask does not look like Batman. I thought, Be- it, looked, I thought it looked like Bible Man. <laughs> I looked at it, and the first thing I was like, nope, that's Owl Man. That, that is actually Owl Man. Take it back to the drawing board. Don't do this to me. Yeah. Take, take it back. Take it back and do it all over again. I thought it was interesting that with the... Um, the bat insignia yeah. on his chest like it's made from the parts of the gun that was used to kill his parents yeah which is different I which they don't it's typically they don't really get that in the details with the comics it's more of just like okay you have the suit and you have the bat on it um, I so mean it's intriguing that they decided to go to this that, level of detail. detail yeah so it means again my question is how young of a Batman is this because again it I feel like this is a year one story mm-hmm. because by year two, three, four, and five, he's already dealt with this. Yeah, like he deals with his parents' killers in different at his his the killer of his parents. He deals with that at different points in different like story. But like year one is him just trying to figure it out, and that's mm-hmm. a huge part of year one. Yeah. But year two, year three, year four, year five, it's. Yeah, definitely by year five, it, that's no longer the motivator. It's no longer, it's not It's not even like the motivator. Like, 
the only it's not, it's not really a thought. It's not a. It, it's like the foundation for who he is. Yeah, he's built on that. He continues to build on that, but it, it's no longer his driving force. Yeah, he becomes. He like he moves from trying to be a symbol of fear to being a symbol of protection. So You're using fear as a weapon. Yeah, yeah using yeah. fear as a weapon. So I'm I'm like a little confused. I love the detail, but also like I'm a little confused as to what era this suit is because mm-hmm. the cowl has like a neck brace, which is indicative of some of the earlier Batman suits. It also looks a little bit like Gaslight Batman, um, who had the little neck, the little neck brace. When you see the suit on a little bit more zoomed out picture, it looks pretty well put together. It's got the more Christopher Nolan armored body parts, but I I love the idea behind the gun parts. Yeah, you just don't know if it's necessary. I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know if it's practical. Mm-hmm. Like. What, what what does that add to the story? Yeah. And especially because for uh, most Batman storylines... This, this cannot be another origin like story. His, we know the origin. Yeah. Get away. Like, look, we're done with the origin. And the thing is, like, his suit is already basically, like, thinned down Kevlar, isn't it? Yeah. Or, like, something stronger than Kevlar. Yeah, it's, it's the next level above Kevlar. And so uh, the way Lucius Fox ex- explains it is it's... Basically, will stop a low caliber round at um, close or medium distance, but you don't want to get shot by an AK all day because it will get ripped through eventually. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's highest military. It's above military grade armor plate. It's super light, which allows him to move um, quickly um, and keeps his weight under control. Um, but it is armored plating. Yeah, I just, and of yeah. course he's got he is the richest person top five richest people on the planet mm-hmm. so his R&D department far exceeds that of the US military right. and not to mention we don't know how much he's got alien technology in this but later down the storylines when he gets alien technology he fuses that into a suit he gets electro webbing so that's a whole different storyline though so we'll see yeah and as Good as the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy was, I don't want that Batman again. Same here. I want a different Batman. Same here. Uh, we, we've talked about this plenty of times, especially when <clears throat> they first announced that Robert Pattinson was going to be uh, taking over as Bruce Wayne slash the Batman. Um, the Batman. As Batman. Uh, I said that one thing is I want is I want I want more of that intellectual Batman. I want... The, Detective Batman. Uh, yeah, I want... De- the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Um, and so if we could get more of that, yes, we can incorporate some fighting because I think some of Bruce's greatest storylines don't come from like all the fighting and the action. It comes from him literally being the smartest, sometimes second smartest person in the room and having a countermeasure for everything that's about to happen. Yeah. So I absolutely agree. Um, I think we need to get away from the caped crusader and get to like this is a man on a mission not trying to get revenge mm-hmm. um, we've gotten the perfect Peter Parker and the perfect Spider-Man and Tom Holland mm-hmm. I think Tom Holland is the perfect Peter Parker and Spider-Man I think Tobey Maguire was a great Spider-Man garbage Peter Parker Andrew Garfield? Well, I think it's the other way around. Andrew Garfield. Well, I've... Because with... So, actually, I think certain aspects of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire did well, being that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Being I the thought people, it was trash. Well, being the people... Well, I think it was a great Spider-Man. I thought being, it was garbage the, Peter Parker. In terms of, like, being the hero of New Yorker... I thought um, it was great Manhattan, being the people's champions. That's yeah. what he was great at. 100%. We didn't really get that with Andrew Garfield. He... But in traditional, like but Garfield was the, such with the, with the quips and stuff like that. I really like enjoyed that about Andrew Garfield. Same here, but I thought Garfield was such a great Peter Parker. He was too hipster. But he was just graduating college. No, he was graduating high school. He was just graduating high school. He so he's supposed to be. Like, well, he, in traditional Peter Parker isn't hipster per se. He he's but, he's the smart kid that's kind of 
awkward. awkward. Not necessarily but, ostracized within like. But the Garfield was that awkward. Had. He played the awkward part pretty well. And again, yeah. the quips. He was really good at that. Yeah, really good at the quips. In, in terms, of, like if we're if we're picking one or the other, I think he pulled off Spider-Man a bit better. The storyline didn't allow him to be a people's champion. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, and then we get into Tom Holland being like the perfect blend of both. Mm-hmm. On the Batman side, I think still till today, Ben Affleck is the best Bruce Wayne that we have gotten to see yet. Mm-hmm. And again, for him, he's not really acting. He's a rich white guy. You don't really have to <laughs> like. You don't have to act that hard yeah. if you're already a rich white guy. Yeah, just be a rich white guy, and he. That's what he was on screen. He was a rich white guy. And it worked. Like the scene with Superman and Wonder Woman, it worked. Yeah. He did it really well. Him as Batman, ah, uh, leaves a little to be desired. Uh, a lot, uh, a little questionable thoughts. Uh, <laughs> lots of thoughts. Um, I'm trying to be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, Christian Bale, great, 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 great Batman. Mm. Great Batman. Phenomenal Batman. Trash as Bruce Wayne. Right. Absolutely garbage. Like, Thank goodness for Alfred Pennyworth. Thank goodness for like, you know who's the best combination of both. Who? Stop it! Don't do this! Don't do this to me! <laughs> you, <laughs> don't, you're not even gonna let me finish it, and you're just like, if you say what I think you're about to say, I'm, you, I'm gonna kill you. All right, go ahead and say it. I can't even say it now. Okay, good. You, you, you guys know who I'm talking about, and if you if you don't, uh, go to Google, go to YouTube, type in uh, this little film called. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Was not it's not Batman two thousand or whatever. Whatever the, the Batman and Robin is that what it is? Yeah. George Clooney. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look that up. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we need Batman uh, and Robin forever. Is that it? I think it's just Batman and Robin, bro. Yeah, it's Batman and Robin because I have. It's the, gonna bug me all day now. I think I have. I think I got the soundtrack for that for my birthday. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think Rafiki got me that for my birthday once. Sounds like something would get me. And you're, you guys are still friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anyone got me was that. Was it Rafiki or was it Sean? It was somebody. Again, you're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to, uh, uh, back to the conversation. We don't have the perfect blend of Batman and, and Bruce. Bruce Wayne. And let's, let's be honest. It takes a while for that balance to get there. Michael Keaton, I feel like, was I think Michael Keaton was he's pretty, a good balance. Good balance, and for its time, it was really good. And we have a like again, the guy who's voicing Batman in the animated series, killing it. Yeah, yeah. like I didn't and realize. Obviously, like it's uh, animated, so they can do more. See, but yeah, and then even that, thinking of like Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy's tough. Top tier. Yeah, top tier. Um, uh, we got. I gotta give credit to this guy. I think I was been voicing Batman for the last ten years, and we yeah, didn't even know it. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, who is this guy? Is, like, oh, this is so good. It's like Kevin Conroy is the absolute best. There's no one that even comes close to him. But this guy is like doing really solid yeah, work. Yeah, solid work for the last ten years. <laughs> we're like, yeah, you know, he's across like at least fifty films or something like that. Forty nine and a half. Yeah, uh, and yeah. we're just like, yeah, he's there. No, yeah. the dude, the dude, solid. <laughs> top tier, solid. Anyway, um, I'm hoping for a good blend. I I want. I want the sleeker, faster Batman. Um, one thing that I didn't necessarily like is that in the Christopher Nolan movies, is we got Batman that was trained by Ra's al Ghul, but then we got he fought like he was trained by Black Cat. Mm-hmm. Not exactly a bad thing, considering he was trained by both. Um, did I say Black Cat? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's not Black Cat. It's the guy who's dressed like a dog. Oh, uh, not Wild, wild Dog. Uh, I know you're. T- I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I don't. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Ted I'm ta- Grant. Ted Grant. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Tarko comic book fans know what I'm talking about. Jeff, please save me. Um, or Batman. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> somebody save me. You guys know what I'm talking about. But like he. So he was trained by Roz, but he fought like he was trained by somebody totally different. So. I want one cohesive sliding style, even though Batman is a, a master, master of, a of all known martial arts. All? A lot, yes. But I don't know about all known. I, again, I thought at some point he had mastered all known forms of martial arts on Earth. Mm-hmm. Now, 
at least not jack of all trades, master of none, because he gets his butt handed to him by Black Canary on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Keyword in training. When it came out to the field, he put the paws all over the <laughs> If you don't believe me, go watch uh, Justice League. I can never remember the storyline for that one. Which one? The one where his contingency plans get stolen. Oh, Tower of Babel? Tower of Babel, yeah. Go watch Tower of Babel. He put the paws on everybody in that mm-hmm. one. But, um, Unintentionally, but he did. <laughs> but um, yeah, getting back to it. Suit looks interesting. I am intrigued, but cautious. Oh, did you also see that they're continuing the Batman the Animated Series storyline in comics? Yes, I did. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're doing that because it's been going really well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of good stuff happening. Again, if you haven't watched Hush, stop whatever you're doing, go out Batman Run Hush, and then tweet at me at Westside Mookie. Also, uh, I'm just going to put this out there because we, we're still a couple weeks from it. Um, for those of you that know, I collect Funko Pops, as most people do that are a fan of literally anything. If you guys, there's a certain one I'm looking for. If you guys happen to uh, get your hands on the glow-in-the-dark Kid Flash that resembles Young Justice Kid Flash, I will be on the lookout for that. I'm going to try to acquire it, but if I do not, I might need some crowdsourcing help. Just putting that out there. Just go ahead and put it out there now so when people start asking questions, like, why is he out here on Twitter betting? <laughs> You know why now. <laughs> you know. Now, yeah. you know. Yes. Uh, and if you don't know, now you know. Uh, but, you know, something I did this week. Uh, I actually started a new anime. I say a new anime, but it's an anime I have not watched before. And I've caught up with it. It is Haikyuu. Have you watched it before? Yes, I have watched it. It is a very good sports anime. Yeah. It's and a very uh, good anime in general. For the last 10 years, I've been under the assumption it was called Haiku. Nope. Haiku. Because uh, anime girls at NakaCon always just call it haiku. Yeah. Again. Speak of the devil. <laughs> it's coming up soon. We will be in attendance. Uh, some some of us more reluctant than others. Yeah, but... Then again, we are disgruntled fans. Not just because they wouldn't put us on the panel and we would have been a great podcast host. But again, they keep having people host... Cast panels about things they know nothing it's, about. It's the same thing that's going on with E3. They don't know what they're doing. If you are well, I going... I don't want to say they don't know what they they're doing. They don't know. Bro, they're, if you start a sports anime podcast session... At least know something about it. With the sentence saying, I don't really watch a lot of sports anime. Why are you talking about no, it? No, I, I want to... So, here, here's my... I want to fight that dude. I want to... I'm just putting it out there. For charity, we can meet. Wait, in wait, the, which one? Because it was literally two small girls that ran up that panel. No, it was this, this one. For sports? Yeah. No, sports was literally like two small girls sitting in the front of the room. And they're like, we don't watch this. We just got snippets from Google. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I'm going to get my cousin to fight them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man. Yeah, I'm going to fly my cousin in to fight them. Right. Please do. Please do. Um, we run it. This year, all beefs will be settled in the courtyard. We're going to set up a rink out there. If you got any beefs to settle at NakaCon, meet me in the center of the rink. How'd you mean no Epo, man? <laughs> I'm going to go Baki on these fools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been watching Haikyuu. It's really good. It's anime. solid. It is very solid. solid. I'm really upset no one's forced me to watch this before. It's really, really good. <laughs> I was watching it. I was house sitting for Rafiki for a week. Um, and before they went out of town, I watched it with him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Solid. And it made me rewatch uh, Kuroko. Still probably my favorite besides Slam Dunk. As far as sports animes go, those two are tied at the top for me. Mm-hmm. Haiku is a really, really good one. That That's pretty well written now. I might start reading a manga for that. Um, but yeah, it's like... Anime just seems to be going really strong right now. They're doing really good things. Despite what the anime the general consumer anime knows. Yeah. Speaking of general consumer anime. I'm so glad you hit that segue. Yeah. Uh, we just recently came off of the anime awards. Yes. It literally happened this past weekend. And uh, um, Crunchyroll I think it happened later than it did. last year. Did. Uh, so we, 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 we have thoughts about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Yeah, Crunchyroll does this annual thing. Uh, they did have the guys from RDC World there hosting it, uh, or hosting. I think they're hosting interviews there. Yeah. Um, 
but a lot of good stuff and then um generally with each one they have different categories for like best anim- like overall anime of the year uh protagonist best boy best girl uh best fight scene best antagonist stuff like that uh and so we'll just, we'll just run through it real real quick here um just so that you guys get a good idea of what is happening so uh in terms of best voice actor performance I don't even know if you've watched this one. So they have the for English and for Japanese. Um, but they have uh, Billy, I don't even, Kometz, Kometz, who voices Naofumi in The Rising of the Shield Hero. I don't know if you watched that one. I have not watched that Rising one. of the Shield Hero is actually uh, a really good one. I, I really enjoyed that one. Best voice actor in Japan goes to Yuichi Nakamura, who voiced uh, Bruno... Uh, Bucciarati in JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I've still never actually watched JoJo's and I don't know if I want to. Uh, it's watch the war. It's worth the watch just to understand what's going on. To under- ah, fair. I feel like the memes are good enough context already. <laughs> but if it's worth watching, I'll give it a. I'll give it a go at some point. Uh, best fight scene went to Demon Slayer. It was Tanjiro and uh, Nezuko versus Rui. So I believe that was episode 20 mm-hmm. is the fight they're referring to. Uh, best score goes to a Netflix anime, Carol and Tuesday, Maki. I know nothing about that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I know a lot of people, it's been a buzz and a lot of people liked it. Uh, I have never watched it. Best animation went to Mob Psycho 102. Hmm. Okay. There's a lot going on on the screen, so I can see how best animation... Because like, animation a, and art style are two different things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on at the screen at one time, and for everything to flow really well, as even though it's a messy art style, for it to flow as well as it does, I get that. Because we got... Uh, a messy flow and a messy art style and it was ugly mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Naruto paint fight yeah yeah that got uh, that got mess, messy is a good way to put it uh, best director went to uh, the people that did Attack on Titan season 3 so Tetsuro Araki and Masashi Koizuka I've been considering rewatching that and giving it a fair shot starting in season 1 I don't know if I'm going to do it I know I won't. <laughs> I don't watch Attack on Titan. Uh, best Girl went to Raftalia from Rise of the Shield Hero. Can't be mad at that. Uh, best Boy, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Again, I'm not sure why, but uh, we'll, that's we'll, not we'll, really... We'll talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this here towards the end of this. Uh, best Antagonist, Isabella from The Promised Neverland. Now... I've only seen one episode of The Promised Neverland, and I already know that this is well-deserved because from even from the first episode, I know, oh, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not invested in this, but I hate I, her. Not a fan. Not a fan. Truly, truly a, a good one. But Overhaul was also among the ones recommended, and Overhaul was a really good villain for My Hero Academia. Yeah. So... Kind of upset he didn't win, but at the same time, I get why he didn't win. Because <laughs> Overhaul was a bad dude, but Isabella was just a certain level of evil. Yeah, certainly like, it's like, yeah. you just got to go. Yeah. Uh, best protagonist, Senku from Dr. Stone. Uh, Thoughts on this? On Midoriya? Well, Midoriya is not on this, but at the same time, you have to realize uh, My Hero Academia wasn't really it wasn't really present in 2019 gotcha not until the end of it so who were the nominees so you have Tanjiro from Demon Slayer uh, Toru Honda from Fruits Basket Saitama from One Punch Man Season 2 Emma from The Promised Neverland and Hyakumaru from Dororo which I've never seen Dororo so I can't speak to that I have seen Dororo uh, and I enjoyed it. It's very dark, very good, very dark. Uh, I would even lose to Tanjiro. I honestly, I yes, Tanjiro. He's a really good character. I like that they went with Sanku just because of 
the way Dr. Stone is written yeah. and the way everything's gone, he it's literally him rebuilding this entire his the entire, entire world. And using the power of science, which everything's resorted back to this primal state, so everyone thinks like, oh, this this man is like of the future. It's like, no, y'all are in the future, you're just backwards, kind of thing. Yeah. So I love that. And then here we are, the one everyone's been waiting for, the anime of the year, which if you've listened to us, if you interact with us on social media, you know this isn't a surprise. We've talked about it. People are raving over it after it only being around for one season. Demon Slayer. Man, that's such a good anime. It is. But but I think people are going a little too hard for it. People are going really hard for it, and I think it deserves it having that kind of fandom. Because I mean, overall, that's a win for anime. But I think that also kind of speaks to a relatively dry year in anime last year. One hundred percent. With it taking home a couple of awards, uh, there wasn't really anything that stood out in the space of shows, and especially with My Hero being delayed till October of 2019. There wasn't really anything to combat it against uh, or having definitive ground to stand on to say, like, oh, it deserves to be nominated. But we're super happy for it. Again, it's generally a win for anime in general. But yeah, when these things pop up, Yeah, sure. People are always talking about it. Uh, the My Hero movie is coming up in a couple of weeks. And it's super excited about it. They did actually release an article because at first they were like, hey, you might want to be careful of spoilers uh, back in December. But now they're coming out and saying, okay, we get people are worried, but here are like, here's literally a list of five things you need to know going into it. Other than that, everything should be good, which I feel like that's not like the whole truth, especially with the way everything is framed. But I can get where they're just like, Oh, they'll just watch it. They'll forget about it. Then when it pops up in the anime later, you're like, uh, ah, like, oh, I know, like I know this like sequence of stuff, or I know how this is gonna happen, kind of thing. And then a lot of people will expect that going back into season four uh, when the back half finishes, but it's just not gonna happen. So I'm really excited for it. So I have my tickets. If you read, if you're caught up on the manga, you have nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, nothing to be concerned about. If you are caught up on the TV show, be cautious. Not necessarily, because I mean, if if My Hero Academia themselves, Funimation themselves, is just saying, here are five things you need to know, um, you can still go and watch it. You There might be some stuff that might be a little bit of future casting, but if you're just going there to enjoy, you're not overly critical of it, it'll still be a good experience. I, uh, but it, but I don't think it'll be totally removed uh, like um, the first movie was. Gotcha. Um, in the first movie, um, we thoroughly loved. Mm-hmm. Me, probably a, a little bit more than other people, um, enjoyed a few of the fight scenes. Oh, yeah. A lot more than other people. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Running all of the hands. Like, yeah. that was my favorite part of the first movie is all of the hands that needed to be run got ran. Like, everybody was running hands. And the best part is everyone's throwing hands in the second one. And that's the, that's that's kind of the thing that I love about this. My favorite animes going back to, like, the early days were um, Samurai Shampoo, Trigun, Black Lagoon. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. I mean, even Lupin. Like a lot of people talk about Lupin the Third being this goofy detective. He was he was gunning after folks. Mm-hmm. Mans was taking all the shots. Um, so and some of my favorite characters: Zaraki, Kimpachi, Zabuza. These Itachi. Um, I said Zaraki twice. Yeah. No, I said well Kimpachi and there's two different Kimpachis, but that's a whole different Bleach story. Yeah. yeah. I finished. I rewatched Bleach over the last three weeks. Um, you can actually rewatch Bleach really quick if you skip all the. F- Filler nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why that's fresh in my head. All of them were about running hands. So I kind of hated a few movies where it's like the whole movie was about this huge fight that was going to happen. And then it didn't happen. Um, some of the older Dragon Ball Z movies, there was just kind of like, we're going to fight and destroy the planet. And then you waited until the last two minutes of the movie to actually see a fight happen. Right. Um, but that's not the case in the first movie. I hope that's not the case in the second movie. Um, so we'll see. 
Well, the whole thing about uh, Hirokoshi is about world building. Yes, there will be hands. I think it'll take... In, even the first movie, if you think about it, there was stuff all over the place that we were just glad to see that you really realized that there wasn't a whole... Like, all the fighting was packed into the back half. Yeah. Not even, like, the back half. Probably, like, the last 40% of the movie, um, which still is a good chunk or amount. But you'd still kind of like to see stuff spread out where it's just like, oh, you have, like, that first encounter. Um and then it's like you have to come back to then beat the villain overall and stuff like that. Uh, so hopefully it's a little more spread out. I'm just interested to see um, what implications this has for canon stories mm-hmm. going long term. Um, now, I have not caught up on the anime, uh, the manga, but I am caught up on the anime. So I will be watching. Um, Deku at 100% though. 100% infinite. Stupid. 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 Man's went Super Saiyan. Stupid. He literally was one punch man. Yeah. He was throwing those punch. He was throwing those sky punches. And this like he was throwing those things. Honestly, and I was thinking about this when I was watching the latest episode that dropped this weekend. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's any uh cool, good, and I and because it's the internet, I'm gonna add this wholesome fanfic art of uh like Aerie grown up as a hero because I think she could be a really cool hero. Aerie as a hero is going to be really, really cool. Um, I'm interested to see how she develops her powers as a main hero because mm-hmm. right now she's written entirely as a support hero. Well, does, she's also like five. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she has no clue how to use... Can you imagine if she learns how to use her powers to... like? boost herself well, no. and then as part of it like I want to see her as part of, I want to see a story of Ari as part of a UA team mm-hmm. and Midoriya is back as like an assistant teacher well so here, here's here's what I'm thinking what if somebody write that story for me you know what this is another pitch to Disney this is why we gotta be hired as writers just buy the podcast buy the whole package we will come right for you here's, here's what I'm thinking what if what if her development as a power because her quirk is rewind. Yeah. Uh, hero name still a working title up for grabs. You can name her whatever you want. But what if she is able Flashback. to uh, control the speed of the rewind? 100%. So so it's essentially like she can slow enemies down. Oh, tough. Because that would be insane. But here's the thing: Do you think she could ever get to the point where she could rewind the world? If she's that, like that's her ultimate. Like she takes time itself and rewinds it. I feel like it's kind of like a uh, that literally makes. Do, sure. do you remember? Do you remember the scene in Fairy Tale yeah. after the Grand Magic Games? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of one of those things yeah. where she can only do it for max like thirty seconds, 30 or, seconds. or a minute, a minute or yeah. something like that. But then I it's kind like of it's it's like she's using everything she has. She's like dead. I don't want to say she. I'll, I'll say she's probably out of the fight because I don't want to see her die. Uh, no, but, the, but the thing is, like something that huge has to have a huge consequence, consequence to yeah. go with it. Yeah, she probably probably would lose her powers if she did that. But can you imagine if, like, again, she changes the course of history by like in an instant, something horrible is about to happen, uh, and and it happens, and everybody's in it, and she rewinds time to the 30 seconds before that horrible thing happens and whoever is involved in it is allowed to adjust and just lay the United States of Smash all over them. Oh, man. Oh, man. Also, I'm so glad. I know you were saying this before, but I just, I was putting him in a box. I'm so glad Deku is developing his powers in a different way from All Might Mm -hmm. because uh, I thought that was kind of his greatest limiter. Yeah. Um, I still think it's his greatest limiter. Matter of fact, everybody says it's his greatest limiter. I think he's starting to realize that. Mm-hmm. It gets better. I'm so excited that now that he's been able to run at 100%. Um, he knows what it feels like. He knows and what it really, feels like. like. That's all you need. Is like once you touch it just barely, especially because yeah. it's just a first, taste. Just a taste. This is the first time he's the hundred percent full cowling. Yeah. And once he gets that taste, he's like, okay, now now I know what I'm building up to, or he thinks he knows what he's building up to. And now, honestly, if he's like, think about it, he ran a hundred percent full cowling at what is he, 13? 15. 15. By the time he's 18, 
19, his strength is going to be so much greater. So his 100% at 18 is going to be like 200%, 400% by the time he's 21. All I'm saying is that's putting it mildly. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I mean, he did run a million percent against his well, fight but, with... But, uh, but at the same time, he also wasn't full counting anything. That was like exactly. straight into his arms. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. And then even then, he didn't even know some stuff that he knows now about... Um, balance and about his quirk yeah and so there's really cool revelations that i'm super excited for yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun watching this show continues to build up um i think it's got so much i think it has potential to be the greatest anime of all time also i just want to talk about the toxic fandom that is a part of uh my hero academia because with every good popular anime there's the the, equal yeah <laughs> terrible side of it and apparently they're just upset about everything <laughs> From uh, there was some recent controversy in a character that was revealed in the manga that people are upset about, and starting to become upset about really trivial stuff, and it's it's just so tiring. I'm just so tired of it. That's why I don't listen to them. That's why I always mute them when I'm on Twitter. I just don't listen to it. Enjoy what you enjoy. If you have a problem, discuss it with your friends in private. You don't have to have like a whole thing about it. Right. Yeah. Unless it, unless it's don't other. ruin everybody else's fun because you're a man. Yeah, and and that turns so many people away from a fun show that they could really enjoy. And that's what we want. We we don't want to revert back to middle school days where it's just like it's like oh you was like you read Naruto mangas like what a nerd. Like, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we want everyone to enjoy it. Yeah, you would we imagine. we we want to be able to look at Michael B. Jordan's like <laughs> he's is like uh, whether he read it in middle school or not. It's like I paved the way for you. <laughs> I suffered for you. <laughs> I yeah I saw and now uh, shout out to the shout out to the shout out to the people who are just kind of um, championing like again. One of my favorite fighters, Israel Adesanya, uh, huge anime fan, um, is literally a human being who could kill you by kicking your head off. Mm-hmm. But he's also the biggest weeb you've ever seen in your entire life. He never stops. Like, he's obsessed with Karama and never stops talking about the anime. So, shout out to Michael B. Jordan for doing the dope things he's doing for the anime fans who are in high school now. But you don't. Listen, we suffered for you. Yeah. Listen, we have suffered. To pave the way for you to be out here running around with your Killmonger costume on. So, in a $1,300 jacket. $1,300 yeah. $1, jacket. Even, that doesn't really look that cool. It's, it's, it's a three piece jacket. Let's just be honest. That Itachi uh, jacket was tough, though. I mean, it's 800 bucks, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie about that one. I wonder how much the license cost. <sighs> I don't want. I don't want to think. I, it can, honestly, I don't think it costs that much because there's a lot of there's a there's stuff in in hot topic. So, but here, okay. Also, here's the thing. You you have to realize there are correct channels for doing it. Then there's not. Correct <laughs> <channels for doing laughs> it. You have you have to wonder who's in what category. Yeah, but like hot topic being such a big story. And yeah, so, yeah. So many, obviously, they, they would they would they would immediately get hit with the band hammer. Yeah, they'd be like, nope, nope, nope. So we'll see. So yeah, exactly. There are a lot of people that fly under the radar that can get away with that, um, just because they're individuals. But they also are stealing. So can't be mad. Uh, you can't be mad at it. Hopefully, uh, they repent of their ways and they don't get hit with the massive cease and desist because that fine would be huge. Hefty. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Um, some other animes that people were saying were interesting that didn't get credit is Vinland Saga. You heard anything Vinland, about it? Vinland Saga. Uh, I, a lot of people that have watched it have really liked it. I have seen some of it. I just don't think it's something I'm into. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it. Um, obviously, the one that I'm super excited for and ready to be back is... Slime 2. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm calling it Slime 2. Um, shout out to the great American poet, Young Thug, for a great album. Slime 2 was phenomenal. You're right. <laughs> but um, talking about that time, time, I got time that time I got reincarnated as Slime, season 2 has been not, is officially moved from rumored to confirmed. Confirmed. And it's coming this sometime 
this season. We're not this season. This, this year. year. Sometime this year. Could be. Could be. Uh, I think it's fall. We've got fall season. For. Yeah, we've got fall and winter season left. Well, we've got summer, fall, and winter season left. Yeah. So I wanted to come into summer because I think it's the perfect summer. I anime. think. It, I think it's fall though. You think it's a fall anime? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it was out last fall. Mm-hmm. Last time I watched it was fall. So. Yeah. Um. Are is there any animes upcoming that you would like people to know about? Uh, Don Machi had their second uh, their movie that came out in January. I actually watched that. Um, pretty, it was really good. I'm waiting for season three of that to drop uh, because it it's always a good anime. It continues to impress, um, and I think they can do some really cool stuff with it. Other than that, not really. Just riding my hero out, uh, keeping up with Haikyuu. It's it's gonna be a good season. Good season. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, other than that, TV show wise, I'm just rewatching. I finished rewatching original um, Avatar, so I finished watching Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be willing to concede that Legend of Korra is better than I gave it credit for. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh Joey, I know you're listening. You hear this, you hear this Joey? <laughs> I'm not going to say it's better than The Last Airbender. I'm not there yet. Ooh, Legend of Korra is coming out with some pops, though. They are coming from, with some from pops. From London Toy Fair. Which look great. There's a... there's a inter, No, Hot Topic has a Chase exclusive that has, has her in the Avatar state. Yeah, which is Oof. tough. Oof. I, I really hope that one's glow in the dark. I haven't seen it for this one. I think it is glow in the dark. Then I might need to be chasing that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to rewatch Legend of Korra. I'm already on season four or season two, episode four, and I'm like, man, the show's good. Yeah, the show's really, really good. Yeah, like the different villains, the different politics. I mean, like, because for all intents and purposes, Avatar, the OG, the last Airbender, you really have one the, air, air quote main them. villain that you're chasing after, which is the Fire Lord. It was yeah. always the Fire. It Lord. was always like the the big boss was always the Fire Lord, and then season one was Zuko, season two was uh, Azula, and then season three really was. Uh, but that's always been like the thing you knew it was building up. Yeah, to. you always knew it was building up. But to with Korra, for each season, you had a different villain with yeah. different motives, which provided. Uh, good change of pace and it was one thing and again season one was like literally it was like benders versus non-benders yeah. and we never had that dynamic before right. especially with the like the advent of Republic City like this is a city that was built by uh, Zuko and Aang with the vision of it being the new um, what's the name of that first kingdom uh, Earth Kingdom. Bossing Say? Yeah, it's. It, they, I think it was meant to be built as new Bossing Say. But it's more of a blend. Of but it's yeah, different there was like classes, want, different This was this was supposed to be um, Avatar Roku's vision. It was a united, united joining where everyone was allowed to be different, but they were like to be together and be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that's what that's what Zuko and Aang really worked for in Republic City. And obviously, we get the. We get to play like the different like attitudes of bender elites, bender yeah. criminals, and I think non-bending criminals, and also bending the, elites. The fun element. The fun of element. The, the pro bending league, yes. bro. The pro bending league was so dope. Because like one of the most fun things about book two was that uh, they met Toph yep. at that arena where she's. Uh, battling against the boulder. The boulder. <laughs> <laughs> and all the boulder is confused. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about a girl. And then he says, like, the boulder is no longer confused. <laughs> yeah. And it's clearly a play on the rock. Yeah. It's clearly a play on the rock. And, the and it's is, just yeah. such a good fight. It, they added, they expanded on fun stuff like that. And then there's no longer just Cabbage Man. There's Cabbage Corp and stuff like there's that. There's Cabbage Corp. I love it. Yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, that, that, season that, four was kind of hard to swallow, especially if I do with Quivira. Season four is bad. But the thing is, it's like... I want, I, want to, I want to come out and say that I'm not looking forward to season four because from what I remember, well, season four is just bad. I don't think it's as bad as people want to remember it as. But it is definitely not the best of the four. I'll let you know next week because yeah. I'll be done with season two tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've recently finished Danny Phantom, uh, rewatching that. Uh, a really good show. I didn't realize people weren't weren't a fan of season three. How did people not like that? I don't. I don't know. 
know. It's it's all this weird stuff. Don't you hate it whenever you're just like, oh yeah, like you and your friends and your brothers and like your siblings the enjoyed squads. enjoyed something and then you're like, oh, everyone liked this. And then now we're older, we're all getting on Twitter, we're talking about memories, and then all of a sudden people are just like, uh, yeah, I hated this because so and so sold out. I'm like, like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is great. I'm watching it again. It's still great. Yeah, people just have these weird opinions, and they're just like, yeah, I, I can't like it because of this. But I, it, it's still pretty good. I still like the way that they wrapped it up. I think that's the best they probably could in an era where shows outside got, of, like, Fairly Odd Parents got were, cut off. weren't running for 10, 15, 20 seasons. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good way to wrap it up. But I don't know. Other than that, uh, rewatching Psych. I'm Flash has started back up. I haven't watched the two episodes, and Brooklyn Nine Nine's back. Yeah, rewatching Psych has become my new Office. Like I would just you know watch Office until the end, and then about a week later, season one, episode one, and it's hit play. Yeah, Psych has become that for me. Yeah, Psych's always been that for me. It's so good. It really is. It's so good. I've re I watched all of Jack Ryan season two. Starting at 3 a.m. this morning. <laughs> and, like that. That was me a couple of days ago with Haikyuu. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like woke up and I looked at my phone. I was like, man, it's got to be like 5 or 6. I looked up. It was a good 2.45. I'm like, I'm go back to bed. Yeah. I sat there for 10 minutes. I'm like, not going to happen. All right. So I turned on the television. I'm like, what am I going to? Jack Ryan. <laughs> it was like, what am I going to? Jack Ryan. Yeah. And um, John Krasinski is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing playwright. He's an amazing director. That season was phenomenal there's a, so many things like even at up until the very end there was a twist that i didn't see coming because it was just so well placed and it's like one of those things where they telegraphed it and i should have seen it coming but i just never would have i never pieced the two things together up until the moment where he was like Oh, this is por- this is A plus B, and this is equal C, and you're in trouble. Goodbye. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so good. So um, now I want the inverse. We last week we talked about video games. We want Netflix to make into a TV show. This is a TV show. I want made into a video game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna pull it off because so many different intricacies. But I want a Jack Ryan video game. Ubisoft, you guys have all the Tom Clancy games. Let's get a Jack Ryan video game going. Yeah, based off of John Krasinski. Based off of John Krasinski, yes. Uh, and one more thing before we wrap up uh, this episode here. Uh, literally earlier today, I saw this really cool thing. I did, didn't know I needed to see it until I actually saw it. Someone, and sorry, I don't remember who it was. Someone took the liberty to uh, take Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. and put them in as Marty and Doc in the Back to the Future like clips. And there has been, aside from the actual like Photoshop and like remasking and everything like that, actually seems like it could be a pretty natural thing. It looked way better than I assumed it would. And that's crazy. And I didn't know that I would actually want to see a Tom Holland and uh, RDJ remake of Back to the Future, but I want one. I think that could be really cool. Even if they modernize it, I think that would be really cool. All I have to say, I just love the chemistry those two have. They Listen, I want more. I, not, I just want more. I need more of it. Another thing that I saw was uh, <laughs> Bakugo and his mom being compared to... <laughs> Yeah, that's been around for a couple of seasons. I haven't seen that, but that looks that's just yeah. that's just perfect. And then I I truly want to end the show on this. Our friend Rafiki posted a picture of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different dragons in one picture. We already talked about. This. We talked about this on a different show, but in a different context. Of all these dragons, which one's the best show? Uh, the best show? Mm-hmm. Well, considering some of them are movies. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Which one is like the best dragon? I don't know if there's a definitive answer here. I feel like that's no offense. I feel like that's a stupid question. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> Who's your favorite dragon in the picture? Shenron. 
That's all. Shenron for me, and then uh, top three dragons. Let's go. That's 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 more appropriate for our show. Yeah, uh, Shenron, Charizard, Toothless. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Shenron, Charizard, uh, Smaug. Either Toothless or Mushu. Yeah, Mushu is a solid. But Mushu technically shouldn't exist. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. Isn't he like an imaginary? He was added in retroactively, even though for the historical era that Mulan was based off of, it would have been more of like a phoenix. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Saying that like I actually know that. I read a Spark Notes about it. I was about to say, like, you are very, very well. Like, I I, I, know, I have an unnecessary amount of knowledge about Dragon Ball. Like, that is a thing I did not know. Um, yeah. No, it was Spark Notes. If you're interested in learning more about dragons, go to the uh, Institute of Dragon Studies in England. I think it's somewhere in England. What school is it? School of Natural Sciences. Which university? I have no, I have no clue. University of Cambridge. I have no clue. I, I New York, Jersey. Let's go with that one. <laughs> we'll go with Nottingham because they're the oldest school and they got money for days. Yeah, wherever Harry Potter is. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, but no, it's a real life. It's a real life department. They're actually allowed to study dragons, and they claim to have dug up dragon bones somewhere in Scotland. Mm. I don't know if that's just dinosaur bones, and they're calling them dragon bones, but they claim that it's not dinosaur bones. dragons. I think that's you mean say that the other way around. Yeah, dinosaurs are wingless dragons. You're correct. <laughs> I was like, say that one more time for the math people in the room. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another fun episode of Even More About Nothing. I, again, I'm your humble and gracious host. I go by the name of Westside Mookie on Twitter. You can catch me on Call of Duty and Final Fantasy by the game tag of Mookie833. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. Mostly playing a new dungeon crawler because that's my thing now. <laughs> Snack World, the dungeon crawl gold. Have to have the gold in there because it's a remake. You can also find me probably reading the Haikyuu manga or rewatching more Psych. It's really up to you. But make sure you're following us on all social media at Eman Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. We're on all streaming platforms. So if there's one you like listening to, uh, go ahead and share it with your friends. Like us, favorite, share, review. We love hearing from you guys. And if there's one we're not on, Make sure you let us know, and we'd be more than happy to get it on there for you. Until then, see you next week.